Is that you at the gates? Because we're making history. Bring me to the sun on the waterfront, because I've got the sun on Lapdos having her day theory. we got some scholar from the 8187. <laughs> we're on Montemar with a short shot for friends or fiends. You got your velour, because we're going to sound the sirens. Welcome, everyone, yeah! to Rushmore Wrestling. <laughs> we are back. Goddamn. Are we better than ever? I'm not quite sure, but the whole team is here. Boys, how are we doing today? Amazing. How are you? Thank you for the shout-out, good sir. Thank you. That was all That was all 14 track titles, by the way. Oh, I know. You hit them all, my friend. Great. Oh. Okay. You see, you're, you're uh, plagiarizing pizza album. I believe it's a a, uh, cheap plug, as Mick Foley calls it. Yeah, we like a cheap plug. Well, if it's on this show, it's probably dirt fucking cheap. (laughs) In fact, you you paid to give it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, what a friend. He's paying the hosting fees just to give a shout-out. No, seriously, Pete, the the album is really good stuff. And I I literally listen to it driving around or just on my little bows. Uh, you know, I'm not just doing it to be a friend. I actually truly enjoy it. So I good stuff. I really appreciate it. I can't wait for the follow-up to be terrible and you guys will hate it even more. No, I appreciate it. Thank you for the kind words. It was something fun to do, you know. For those so. of you who don't know what we're talking about, Peter put out an album recently called Sound the Sirens by Sound the Sirens. <laughs> it is an instrumental metal album. I say it's got an Iron Maiden uh, Symphony X feel to it. There's 14 tracks. It's available on Apple Music, Spotify, iTunes, Flirp, Flirp HD, Squizzle, all those, <laughs> wherever you stream music, you can find it. So go check it out. Support Pete. Support the show. Even if you like us a little bit, go check it out. It's worth your it's worth your nine ninety nine if you want to buy it on iTunes. It's, it's just not available at Tower Records because that hell with those people. <laughs> no, you guys are too kind. They, I'm actually thinking now that... I mean, I can't believe I got a thousand people to listen to it on Apple. I don't know how the hell that happened, but um, I think I'm gonna do a limited uh, vinyl release on it. I'm looking Ooh. at doing it, so I might wow. I might have some uh, news coming soon. Well, I haven't I've used heard... my vinyl. I've used my vinyl player in about a year, so I I mean, you know, just waiting for something <laughs> new to put on it. It might I've be a reason seen... for me to buy a vinyl player. So I've you don't really need a, a reason. <laughs> I've heard you find a Strawberries music. They have a physical copy of the of the album. So, is the if you can find strawberries. Is there still a strawberries in Stoneham? No, it doesn't oh, exist. I used to go to that ago. place all the Actually, fun fact, I bought Rock in Rio, the the live Iron Maiden album that changed my life, at Strawberries in Stoneham, Mass. And I, I bought never... it there, too, because Pete Carapazza told me if I bought it there, I'd get a free poster. Yes. God damn, that was the worst post. That was yeah, the best was worst free post. <laughs> I never, I never bought from Strawberries or Tower Records. They were always so much more expensive than Newberry Comics. So yeah. I liked, I liked Tower Records though because you could, they had stations where you could put yeah. on headphones and listen to the albums. Right. And I really that liked awesome. that. Alright, I take that. Yeah, Newberry Comics in Toontown in Tuxbury, right next to Batter Up. I never Toontown. went there. Toontown. Toontown yeah, was for a. Back when I worked at the Mickey D's at the airport, there I used to. Uh, I bought uh, ride, uh, not ride the lightning. I got kill em, I bought kill 'em all, mm. and I stuck it in my McDonald's issued pants, and I worked the entire shift with kill 'em all in my pocket. <laughs> two, two CDs I bought at Toontown and Tuxbury: Hellbelly Deluxe One, which was just Hellbelly Deluxe at the time, and Sticks Greatest Hits. Yes, nice, nice. And if if they're still around, I. 
if they're still around, I sold a bunch of, of CDs to them. If you're looking for Boys to Men 2, uh, it's at <laughs> it, it, it's I sign the copy. It's at Toontown. You find it. I also uh, that would be that would have been really pretty cool though to have a CD in a record store like for sale. That would have been something. Yeah. See, only see, if Newberry Comics still sold music, I'm sure you could get one in there in a limited run. The only place I feel like I would be able to would be Bull Moose. Yes. If only, we, if only oh. we knew someone who had a record we could create, put, create a, <laughs> a CD with. <laughs> you know, I would I would talk to Bull Moose, somebody at Bull Moose about that. There's the there's the cute blonde and there's the girl with blue hair. They're both pretty cool. Oh yeah, I go there quite often. <laughs> that, that could be any Bull Moose on the face of the earth. <laughs> We're talking about the Bull Moose uh, in Salem, New Hampshire, right before yeah. the state line into Methuen. I I miss the old Bull Moose in Salem, New Hampshire. The old building. Which one? Which one? They've been so, in like four spots now. The only one I know of is the one that was where Harbor Freight Tools is now. Okay. Yeah, that was that was a good one because they had a stage in there and they would yeah. like, put on shows. That's what was so, cool about it. For a, for a while, they were across the street from Best Buy near the um, near oh. the Chili's. Okay. And before that, they were they were somewhere else before that, and it was a much smaller location. I don't remember anymore, but this. Yeah. I was well, always a Newberry Comics guy when they used to have the, lo- you know, when they were not in the mall, when they actually right. had CDs. Like, that was awesome. I never knew Bull Moose existed until I moved to Methuen in my condo, and then I was like, oh, shit, look at this place. So, friend of the show, Dustin Perry, he and I would always go up to, when we were in high school and early college years, on the weekend, we'd go up to the mall, go to GameStop in Newberry, and then we'd go to Newberry Comics, and we'd go to Bull Moose, and we'd literally just spend hours looking at CDs yeah. and old movies that's where i would discover all these you like i would just look at the album covers and i'll go this looks cool and i would just buy these random metal bands oh yeah that's how i discovered bands like soil work and flames like i just because they would have them on display they had a whole metal section oh i i I, I bought helmet i bought helmet um cradle (laughs) of filth um oh god uh yeah rise and fall the agonist I bought a Criddle of Filth album when I was going to college in uh, Greece, and I just couldn't get over the fact that they had a song named uh, Gilded Seaward. <laughs> that is the Cradle of Filth album I own, and it was because of that song. Wow. Oh, memories. Awesome. Yep. All right. So, uh, like we said before we started talking about music, welcome back to Rushmore Wrestling. We're doing something a little bit different this week. We're going to be switching every other episode from this point forward until we run out of uh, shows to watch, which we'll never do. Um, we're going to be reviewing classic pay-per-views. We're going to start with WrestleMania 1. Then next week, we're going to be back at you with a top four or a bottom four, whichever we decide. And then we're going to do WrestleMania 2, then another episode, WrestleMania 3. We're going to go on and on and on until the WrestleManias get insufferable, and maybe we'll switch it up and talk about Rumbles or SummerSlams or... Unforgivens or backlashes, who knows? But that's the plan for right now. So today we're going to be going over WrestleMania one. We're going to talk about you know the attendance, the matches. Then we're going to give out some awards. But before we do that, it's time for everyone's favorite segment. John, give it to us, buddy. Push or squash. All right, we got uh, we have three we have three uh, pusher squapics. I'm gonna burp. I'm sorry. Long day. <laughs> Long day. A lot of beer. Sorry. 
All right, everyone. Jesus. Uh, push for squaw <laughs> pick number one. Bobby Lashley kicked off Women History Month by winning the title on Monday Night Raw this past week. In an interview this week, seemingly in the in an interview this week, he seemingly called out Brock Lesnar saying, Where you at, bro? You've been hiding in the woods. Push your squash, Lassie Lesnar at WrestleMania. Justin Stram. Oh, push. Push to the moon. Because, uh, oh, first of all, congratulations to Bobby Lashley. Well deserved. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, Lashley. <laughs> Lashley. Well, Lashley. These guys have kind of followed similar paths in, in some regards, right? Uh, they both kind of ventured off, left wrestling, and went into MMA. They're both in their mid-40s, so the time is now. They're both still monsters in great shape. They both can go. They could have an all-out brawl. Sable. <laughs> as far as you know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it would be a great – it's just such a great matchup on paper. Size-wise, pretty evenly sized guys. It would be fantastic. Yeah. Chris, push or squash. So, 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 salt and peppers here. <laughs> I'm pushing. I love this. Um, Lashley's Lashley's one of those guys that's like he's just he's believable. You know his size, his strength, his speed, everything. He's believable. And when he came back to the WWE, God, three three and a half years ago now, one of the reasons we all thought he was coming back was to get that. MMA versus MMA matchup with Lesnar. Um, and I think WrestleMania is the right time for it. I'm pushing. Peter, push your squad. I'm pushing to the moon, like Justin said, even though he doesn't believe in the moon. Um, <laughs> I'm pushing People, it to the moon. Wait, wait, wait. Trump wait. believes in it. He just doesn't believe we landed on it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the only thing that would make it better would be a triple threat match. You need to put someone that's a little more... Uh, acrobatic in that match with the two of them and i think you could have some fun Um, yes lashley versus brock give it to me all day long you know Mm. with his with his win on monday night lashley became only the second competitor ever to be ecw wwe and tna impact world champion interesting and for that reason i'm a squash all right topic number two (laughs) wait who was the other one rob van dam Oh, I thought yeah. you were saying you. <laughs> oh, it was me. <laughs> ah, I'm a push. I love when two guys go at it in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> you hate Lashley. I don't hate Lashley. It's a guys. It's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. Where is I, love, gimmick? I love peoples of all uh, backgrounds. It's worth taking a step back because I remember when Lashley returned. It was the oh. day after WrestleMania. Okay. And. You know, people were shocked, but then he kind of went sideways for a while. He had kind of a crappy feud with Sami Zayn. Um, yeah, he, he was, was. He's not a good baby face. No, exactly. He's a bastard. And that's why. <laughs> that's why I think you can't really have this segment without giving a shout out to MVP and oh, yeah. and uh, the whole stable. Uh, MVP is a big reason why this whole thing's working. I think Lashley has a, owes a lot to MVP because what? Who would have guessed MVP would have been like one of the hottest like re- guys in wrestling right now? Like re- today, you know. It's been, it's been I great. You, I don't know if you watch TNA, but he's pretty big there. I never watched <laughs> TNA actually. No. Wait, you mean the you mean the stable he had in TNA with Lashley? Was it Aces and Eights? 
No, it? it was. I forget what it was called. Um, wait, wait. Time out, Chris. Are you saying they're just recycling a TNA stable and suddenly it works because it's on? It's, it's on real WWE? wrestling. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't even know they had a stable this together. See, I never knew that. But the Hurt business also has, you know, Shelton Benjamin and. Uh, the other guy. Cedric Alexander. <laughs> yeah, the other guy that doesn't belong. I think, honestly, Ricochet would have been a better fit for that than Cedric. Oh, absolutely. So, um, listening to one a recent episode of the Kurt Angle show on the Codrad Thompson podcast was, Empire. By the way, that's going to show up on AEW, by the Kurt, way. Kurt? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. It's true. It's he true. was talking about his most recent run and like his retirement match against uh, Corbin and what was and wasn't supposed to happen. And apparently, according to Kurt Angle, the reason Cedric Alexander went from like, being a contender to the for the U.S. title to only being on main event for like eight months was because Vince had an idea for him on Raw and Cedric was like, I don't want to do that, but I don't have like another plan. And I was like, all right. Gonna go to somebody else then. All right, you and, son of a bitch. And so Cedric Alexander ended up on SmackDown on main event for like six months. Yeah, yeah but but if you think about it, Cedric won because now he's in one of the hottest stables. Right, but he and did. He also he did saved his time. himself some embarrassment. He did his time. Um, so MVP in 2015, MVP formed a group called the Beatdown Clan. The Beatdown Clan. <laughs> Corporation. Corporation. <laughs> so it was Kenny King, Samoa Joe, Loki, Eric Young, Lashley, and MVP. And they helped Lashley win the title. So. Oh, you, oh, you already won the title. Okay. I'll tell you, though, MVP on the mic as a manager with his fake cane, he's awesome. I love him. He's yeah. Great. yeah, he's been great. Too I great. would love see Lashley and Roman have a feud if they could somehow unify the titles. Yeah. Yeah. With with MVP and like Heyman being the two managers on opposite sides, that would be amazing. And they could play up how MVP wasn't successful when Heyman was running SmackDown. Ooh. Yeah. Brains. Yeah. yeah. Alright. John, what's uh, our topic number two? Just to wrap up topic one, Strem, yes, we can take a step back because uh, Lashley is the champion. And um, we can finish the topic without giving MVP a shout-out. Okay, push your squad pick number two. <laughs> I just want to cover all, all the questions you had. Um, push your squad pick number two. NBC is shuffling around a number of its networks, and Wednesday Night Hockey might be appearing in USA starting in April effectively ending the Wednesday night wrestling war, moving SmackDown to Tuesday nights. Pete Carapazza's push a squash NXT on Tuesday nights. I'm kind of in the middle. Um, it's a push because it's better for NXT, and I might watch NXT more. But it's also a squash because I can't watch wrestling five days a week. It's just too much. No. So now you're adding another show. I already don't watch Raw. I already don't watch SmackDown. <laughs> I barely watch NXT on Wednesdays, but I'll flip when there's a commercial. And I watch Dynamite religiously. So, uh, Power was the show I would watch on Tuesdays. If Power came back and was on Tuesdays again, I would choose Power over NXT. 
because power I can watch on YouTube anytime I want, anywhere I want. It's you very easy. Wait, you don't even watch it on Tuesday though. <laughs> I can literally watch it You know why? No, this is why. Because I would get home from work late. It's a Tuesday night show, but it's not. It's it's actually it's a whenever show. No, but it worked because I would get home from work late at night, and I would watch Power. You see? (laughs) You see? His eyes are square because I made a toast. You see? Yeah, I don't. I actually no. You know what? I'm gonna squash it. I'm gonna squash it. (laughs) I don't have a song for squash it. Uh, Chris, push a squash. I'm going to push. I'm going to push because uh, Tuesday, there's nothing on TV on Tuesday. That's a lie. Strim watches Impact. Like I said, there's nothing on TV on Tuesday. How dare you. How dare you. I enjoy it. I like when SmackDown was on Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday, you watch wrestling. And then you're done for the week. This is before AEW and, and NXT were on like cable. Yeah. This is before they were both on cable on Wednesday. So Monday, I'm done. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Take yes. a break. I agree. Um, the only squash I have about it is I actually think it could end up hurting AEW on Wednesdays. Some of that hockey crowd are rabid and if they have easy access to hockey that could end up hurting the viewers um for AEW. true uh actually i don't know i don't know who watches hockey anymore i'm sorry there's a reason there's a reason why it's getting pushed well, i know like, one person that does but he he's hiding in a cocoon these days so honestly chris if hockey was this wildly <laughs> successful product uh nbc sports wouldn't be going away that's a good point, John. Yeah, but yeah. like around around here, the Bruins are huge. So if the but Bruins are on, are ne- you know, are on network TV, they're on USA, and you don't have to scroll down to five seventy eight to find. Oh, yeah. The issue with that is it's just the national game on Wednesday. So this is no- the Bruins will never be. I mean, at the at the right. at the same time, NXT could be hurt by the NBA on Tuesday nights. So. That, Few things could be hurt by the NBA. You're right. No, I don't. That, no, I... Right. I mean, if NBA was moved to Wednesdays, and AEW would be affected by it. So yeah. that that'll call a wash. But and not having to switch back and forth and choose between the two shows and having something to watch on Tuesday night while I'm stuck where I where I have been for the last 52 weeks. Um, I'm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Tuesday night seemed to be a barren wasteland. Uh, Stram, disagree? No. Uh, Stram, push the squash. So jokingly, I'd squash it in favor of Impact because it just tends to line up with my schedule. But that actually makes me want to push it because, uh, as I said before, <clears throat> wrestling, you know, it, it's it's by and large. It kind of repeats itself, right? That's how you build a feud. If you've seen, you know, a thousand wrestling matches, you've seen them all type thing. So it's a great thing to just have on if you happen to be around. You can pop it on any night. I do like the idea of that being live each and every night. So, you know, it's it's. I made the weird analogy that it's kind of like golf. Like, you know, you can pay attention to one or two shots and then go do whatever and then come back. and Oh, there's another suplex. There's another birdie putt. So 
I'm pushing it. Why not? Every night of the week. But don't feel obligated to watch it is what I would say. <laughs> I do love Heat for the record. I love Heat. Last week and this week's Heat were very good. Oh, he's Cameron been, Grimes he's been canceled is the best million-dollar man that isn't million-dollar man. <laughs> this guy is amazing. <laughs> I love this guy. Shrem, you'd love him if you watched. When is Heat even on? He's on NXT. Oh. <laughs> so he... I thought you were talking he, about, like, Sunday Night Heat. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. For those no, of no, you who don't I, understand. I call NXT Heat, but you don't read the text, so you probably don't know that. Sunday Night Heat's been canceled for, like, 20 years. Yeah, we've had an ongoing joke that NXT is called Heat. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, I think I think it originally was to get a rise out of me, but I've since embraced it, and I call it Heat now. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. been a better name. <laughs> it's a great Isn't name. It's better to conform with insanity. Um, WWE I a... Raw, sorry, WWE Raw, WWE SmackDown, NXT. Come on, NXT Heat. I, I would, or Velocity. Let's go. I love Give it. Give a name, damn it. I am a push on this, but I'm also a squash. Yeah, me too. Here's my thing. It's what other sport is on five nights a week and is dying slowly? It's baseball. Ma- Major League friggin' baseball. Hockey. Hockey, yeah. Uh, hockey, yeah. Um, it, it's like, I don't know. I just, there's too much wrestling. A few years ago, I was listening to uh, uh, Busted Open on Sirius XM. And they, at that point, they were saying, is there a wrestling bubble? Is it going to burst? I mean, there's too much. You, can, you can't support you know, a fan base for all these shows. I mean, eventually you have to go outside guys. Um, so, I mean, it's, I'm a push cause it's, Hey, you know, it's, it's another night. And I think AEW eventually, I mean, AEW beats in the ratings, you know, weekly, even though, you know, he like last week might've had a better night. Um, but it's AEW is just, you know, it's got Jericho. It's got the bigger names. Well, it's so also a new thing. So I think more people yeah. are curious, like in another year is AEW going to continuously, beat NXT, it might even out down the road. You know? I think NXT has a kind of a uh, um, a stain against it. People think it's like a developmental where it's become an actual legit third brand, but pe- some people still assume that it's... Well, know. when you keep moving people up the roster, how else can you not see it as a developmental, right? And John, like, point, I think it was better when it was treated solely as developmental, and you were like rooting for everybody to to get called up now that they try to, they try to keep, keep it. They try to, um, push it. Yeah. What am I trying to say? they try to push, push it push, up push as, it. as, as on par with raw or SmackDown, but they're not on the pay-per-views. No, maybe a two or three of them will get in the Royal rumble. It's not developmental, but it is developmental because they, unless somebody like really drops the ball and they get, no one gets sent down. Like, I can count on one hand the, the number of guys who've gotten sent down to NXT without requesting to do so. You know, Fandango and Tyler. Um, I believe uh, Ember Moon. Uh, and, I'm sorry. Hold on. I, I can't let you go on without saying that you're pronouncing it wrong. It's actually. Oh, sorry. Fun. No, 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 no. Chris, 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 Chris. Listen, listen, listen. I know I got to let it breathe. It's. Fun. Dang. Go. Johnny Curtis and Tyler Breeze. Um, and I think Finn and Ember both asked 
to be moved back down. You know, there's more for them to do down there. But people people don't get moved down. You know, so it's not truly yeah, um, a an equal brand. Yeah. Right. And so, so I, I think they should try to go back to making it a developmental brand and you know, getting getting called up is a reward, not something that's expected the day after WrestleMania. I think some people, like these people you're talking about, I think they saw it as like, hey, let's get off the traveling circus. Let's go live in the performance center for XMO or whatever, wherever it was, full sale for a few months. Um, so I think, yeah. I, I think jerk the curtain at the performance let's, center. Let's go ah, that jerk was, that curtain. Great line but that I, was. But I, Chris, to your point, I think I was more interested in it when it was a developmental brand. Because literally, it's what's next. You know what I mean? Now it's like, right. and now it's like what it's what was, and and you know maybe what oh, yeah. Finn Balor. Yeah, fucking Finn <laughs> Balor, for Christ's sakes. Oh. So apparently, that was that only was supposed to last about one. six months. What happened? Balor on NXT was only supposed to be for about six months. Oh really? Yeah, and then Karrion Cross got hurt, and they were like, "Well, we have Balor. Let's." Let's try putting right. a belt I on him. I buy that because they did nothing with Balor when he came down for six months. So what was the point of bringing him down there? I think it was a honeymoon. Probably to just refresh his skills and make sure he doesn't get injured. And look what happened. He broke he his jaw and got injured. He hasn't. But I'm sorry. He didn't have another injury after that injury when he won the Universal title. Right. <laughs> no, no, he did. He did. <laughs> Trembley's dinner, did you have something to say? He got hurt two or three more times when they tried putting the Intercontinental title on him. He didn't have anything. He was out for like a day. That doesn't. He kept the belt. Uh, pardon me for being rude. It was not me. It was my food. Excuse me for not being so smart. If it well, came out the other end, it would have been a fart. <laughs> either way. He's he's wrestling Cole next week, and I think we're gonna find out that this whole undisputed era meltdown has been a ruse to get the belt back on Cole. Oh, I like that idea. Interesting. And I like the undisputed era's heels, by the way, better than baby faces. Yeah, they're the NWO. They're DX. Like they're supposed to be baby heels, but they're gonna get cheered for no matter what. Um, I like that idea. I like that it's a ruse. What happened to the other two guys that used to be in Undisputed Era? They disappeared off the face of the earth. So Bobby Fish keeps getting hurt, but Roderick Strong has been there the whole time. He's like been. Well, no, Roderick the, Strong was on TV last week, but isn't isn't there one more other guy? So two weeks ago, Kyle O'Reilly got dropped on his head by. So Cole yes, dropped him on his oh, head two oh, weeks oh, ago. O'Reilly. Oh, so they kept him off this oh, week. It's that Bobby Fish guy that's missing. That's it. Right. Oh. O'Reilly's the one that called him. I know O'Reilly. I know him. I just thought there was another guy, too. Yeah, maybe he's the one with the mustache. I think you're thinking of Tyler Rex, who is now a woman. T-Rex? Was he on Undisputed Era? <laughs> no. Oh. I just wanted to bring that up. Hey, good for, good for <laughs> Tyler. Was he in NXT? Is that guy in NXT? No. Tyler Rex was in NXT a long time ago. Had dreadlocks. Um... Got called up to the main roster for a cup of coffee, then ended up in Impact Wrestling for a while. But oh. Tyler Rex is now Gabby. I don't know the legal last name, but if Gabby is Gabby happier Cum- and healthier as Gabby, good for her. Gabby yeah. Martello, yep. No, no, it's Gabby Cum- Gabby Cumtits. All right, uh, <laughs> that was a good review of NXT. No, 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 wait, push a squash. So we're all a complete squash on that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 
Pusher Squapic number three. <laughs> I love that. Matt Hardy and Adam Page square off this weekend with with a little bit of the money on the line. Very rarely has gambling and wrestling mixed. From Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 1, winning $15 million for body-slamming John Stead. <laughs> million. The, thousand. Sorry. Million dollars. Oh, 15,000. Sorry. I've been drinking. Um, <laughs> to the to the win Vince McMahon's money angle that tried to kill Vince off, we've seen very little monetary gambling in wrestling. Chris Parceller, push or squash. Parceller. Yeah, he's, he's not so, he's in the basement. Push or squash. Wrestlers putting money on the line as a gimmick to... Give the match a purpose. So I'm pushed with an asterisk. Only if one of the two wrestlers has, has money. money as part of their gimmick. So like big money Matt Hardy, that's a push because it's part of his gimmick. If all of a sudden two wrestlers are just like, oh, whoever wins gets pay for the next six, that doesn't make any sense. But, you know, money Matt Hardy, the million dollar man Ted DiBiase, you know, Cameron beer Grimes. money and impact. Yep. If Cameron Grimes. Yeah, if money is part of their gimmick and it's been part of their story, you know, then that makes sense and I'm all for it. If if all of a sudden it's like, I bet you my paycheck that we never talk about ever on wrestling, we only talk about who the champion's going to be, I'm against it. But for something like this with money, Matt Hardy, push. Pete Carapatis, push or squash? Yeah, I'd push. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Wow. For a man of many words, that was few. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fake betting. It happens in real life, too. Yeah, that's fine. I wish I was fake betting, too. Justin Stroud, push a squash. I'm squashing this, actually. I, I, it's, you know, once you get above a certain level, it like these numbers don't really mean anything to, to people. Like, they can't imagine betting 10,000 or 50,000 or 100,000, whatever it is. And the other thing is, one thing I've always kind of, found interesting about wrestling i don't really have any idea what these guys make quite frankly the 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 terms are not disclosed publicly and you know if you tell me john cena made uh five million a year at his peak or 10 million or 1 million or five hundred thousand or 25 million i would say okay i believe any of those numbers and um i think that's kind of like one of the last cloaks that wrestling has around it so I don't know. To me, a bet of twenty grand like is kind of indicative of what they would make, and I have no idea what they make, and I don't want to know. Well, they didn't really disclose a figure. They just said the first quarter the first quarter earnings. I thought it was Cody, that, grand. Cody, that's just oh. not the end ring earnings. That's that's action figures and, and paychecks and by God, they got action figures, Tony. Did you hear about that? <laughs> hey, let me just open this ambulance door and get a Ask what's going on. Yeah, what the hell happened? He was in the ambulance, and then they went back and he was gone. You know what, Pete? I don't have to explain how ambulances work to you. You can call Chris Tigles. Look, um, I am a fucking push on this because gambling right now is the hottest friggin' thing in this country. You look at all these gambling stocks, all these gambling apps. People want to gamble. I'm going to take it one step further. we're going to have a purse on every match to make it seem like, all right, uh, hey, you're not the title match, but, hey, you're going to win $100,000 if you beat Adam Page this weekend. 
And then you just see people duke it out like they're fighting for $100,000. I kind of like I like a personal match, like a boxing match. Like, you know what, what guys are going to take down. Um, I, I just think gambling, if wrestling is stays relevant and stays topical, it is at times as a satire of society. Gambling is part of it. Gambling is here to stay. Um, Bush. Uh, this just in. Charlie Baker has banned gambling. Squash. <laughs> All, right, All right, that's it for that's it for pusher squash. I love pusher squash. Who are you drinking the sake uh, maiden beer? Huh? How come you didn't show that off? You did. I did. You know. oh, I didn't. I think you were looking at your guitars. Yeah, you know, Pete, Pete. Ever since you've had two thousand uh, listens, <laughs> you become very distant. <laughs> and the only person that didn't congratulate me was. Brian Martinello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's 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 actually he's running an album right now called yeah. uh, called Silence the si- <laughs> Silence the Sirens. It's gonna come at you. It's all it's all acoustic. It's every song you wrote but acoustic. It's like a rap battle. Like ring yeah. the, isn't it gonna be Ring the Alarms? Yeah, Ring the Alarm. Ring the bells. Yeah. Ring the Beverly Brothers. <laughs> All right. All right, so Strem's got a hell in a sale, but it's WrestleMania 1 related. So, Strem, when the timing is right, you just jump on in with that hell in a sale. Yeah, you, I mean, it's it's all about WrestleMania 1, so we can maybe just stop halfway through the awards and, uh, you know, I'll jump. we'll do that then. Oh, you all right. Do so, you, don't, you don't want to do your segment during your segment. Okay. <laughs> I'll do the segment right now if you want, but it would make sense if we talked about the matches. All right. All right. So we'll talk about the matches, then we'll do Hell in a Sale, then we'll give out the awards. So WrestleMania 1, March 31st, 1985, Madison Square Garden, 19,121 in attendance. Tagline, the greatest wrestling event of all time. Boy, were they wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go down the card. Uh, First match of the night, Tito Santana defeated the Executioner, portrayed by Playboy Buddy Rose, before the blowaway diet in 4 minutes and 49 seconds by submission. Decent opener. You know, Tito's a a solid worker. I know. Go ahead, Pete. Tell me your problem with this match. The Executioner never submitted, (laughs) never tapped, never quit. He was screwed. The dumb referee just stared at him for like 10 minutes after he was put in the figure four. Because it was the, the only match I watched in this fucking show. Um, mm-hmm. And he never quit. He should still be undefeated. And it's bullshit. It's probably dead. So yeah. tapping, out, tapping Out didn't make its way to wrestling until uh, 1997 when Ken Shamrock entered the WWF. So it was right. a verbal submission at the time. I yes. never saw him say i quit Ricky he's wearing a mask but he also yeah. never just he also they, never disputed that he they never quit. showed it the viewer i'm the viewer you need to tell me the story if you're the cameraman you need to show me the guy saying i quit you need to show me that he tapped up i'm standing there staring at the match and i don't know what the hell's going on and then they just ring the bell and this poor guy that was that should have goldberg's record doesn't have his record anymore because he got screwed on the grandest stage of them all in fairness, you did watch this after your album came out. Like I said, you've been a little distant. <laughs> the the executioner before this match gave a promo that would make Mustafa Ali blush. His <laughs> promo was wonderful. It was like, yeah, it was great. I 
I thought this was hilarious, right? The, think about this. Think about what WrestleMania has become, right? It starts with, you know, um, Mean Gene singing the national anthem. It, and, like, he's, by the way, Mean Gene reading from a card to, to sing the national anthem. What's what's more un-American than that? Well, um, I love well, it because well, he was singing it like Chuck Tremblay would sing. He's like, yeah. get me the fuck out of here. Let's go. I, like, I find mm-hmm. it funny because the, there's an announcer in the middle of the aisle, and the executioner just runs down behind him. I just think this is... It, oh, we've come pay a, some a, respect. That was Lord Alfred Hayes. Yeah, sorry. We've come a million yeah. miles since this, but I, I find it hilarious that there's no music. It's just a guy running to the ring to yeah. get his ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, the executioner got hosed big time. I don't care what you tell me. He never quit. Never quit. Actually, if you rewind, he quit. He quit. He, he, said, he said, let's go get a beer. I'm done. All right. <laughs> Our second match of the night, uh, depending on who you talk to, didn't go much better. King Dong Bundy, <laughs> managed by Jimmy Hart, defeated Special Delivery Jones in oh, 25 boy. seconds. That Now, this was the best match of the night. Do <laughs> uh, you know why? Because I didn't give a shit about either one of these guys, and they knew I could care less, and they were like, let's get the hell home, and they that, ended it quickly. I find that funny because I didn't know the big show was in wrestling back in, yeah. uh, back in 85. The big it, show wishes he was King Kong Bundy. I think this is, if you look back, if you're getting a squash at WrestleMania, like, why the why even show up to work that day? It's like, it's probably the most insulting thing you could ever have. Uh, no, I, I disagree, because what happened the next year? Find out in two weeks. He he made a vent and made no, it. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the other guy. <laughs> Bundy, you're going to come up there and have the fastest match of that. You're going to look so powerful. Oh, yeah, I'll do it. Hey, uh, special delivery, yeah? Yeah, just show up tomorrow. we got a big plan. You know why he was squashed, though, we right? have a We have a big plan. <laughs> why, why was he squashed, Pete? I'm whispering So don't spoil the list, by the way. We're just recapping the matches at this time. Then we're going to give awards. Oh, by the way, it wasn't my real favorite match. I just pretended that was my real favorite match. I know, but what I'm saying is, you know. Uh, I, I think I think we're, we're just talk- trying to recap the pay-per-view. We have now talked about this match longer than it, it, it went on. <laughs> That's true. Let's move on to match number three. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus oh, boy. Matt oh, Bourne. <laughs> Who knows who Matt Bourne is? Uh, he was actually, wasn't he part of uh, Air Boom? No, that's Matt Bourne. <laughs> he just said it. He was doing. He was the original oh. Doink the Clown. Oh. Well, he should have worn the Doink. Oh, Don't be Doink, kid. <laughs> Don't be Doink, kid. <laughs> so Steamboat wins by pinfall in 439. Not a, I mean, not a terrible I mean, for four minutes and 39 seconds, not a terrible match. Another useless wrestler, Tito Santana. He can kiss my grits. You, what you mean Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? <laughs> wrong, wrong match. Oh, I like Ricky Steamboat. Oh. Sorry. And Pete, Pete, it's actually it's pronounced fr- and even you, Frito Santana. <laughs> yeah, I was getting ahead of myself for the Santana match. Sorry. Or behind yourself, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I like. I like this match. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Behind myself. Nothing to write home about. Up until this point, best match of the on the card. Up until this point. Oh, okay. Um, next I up, think, we had. I think if you look at, because just like browsing Wikipedia, just kind of like, you know, looking for some information for the show. If you look, I think this stuff was considered the preliminary 
matches. I don't know if they split it up differently. The dark back then. matches. They aired the that? dark matches. That's why this yes. pay per view sucks so bad. That's it why this the- pay per view stinks. <laughs> it was part of the WrestleMania one release, so it's considered part of the main card. So yes. when you bought the pay per view, you didn't actually see these shit matches. So this wasn't a pay per view. This is when they were on closed circuit, and you actually had to go somewhere, buy a ticket, and watch it on a screen. Okay. Can so, I can I say though, uh, rewatching no. this? Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, um, watching the the opening and the sheer enjoyment of people just being there. Yes. Was was actually like I hate this I hate this WrestleMania. It's probably the worst WrestleMania ever. Uh, but I. I <laughs> But I think watching, oh, I'm sorry. Worse than 11? Worse than 11? I'm sorry, there's still this year. Um, yeah. So I think, I just think, um, just watching people being like, oh, they're, they're a part of something, they're loving it, I, I think it was pretty cool. And especially in this day and age when we haven't seen large crowds of people, it's like, oh, man, that's awesome. So I just yeah, want to say that. I, I agree. The people were marking out, and that's really all you need. It's all you need yeah. for a wrestling show, yeah. All right, next up we had Brutus the Barber Beefcake, managed by Luscious Johnny V, against David Zamavilla, managed by Bruno Zamavilla. They went 11 minutes and... (laughs) Wow. They went 11 minutes and 43 seconds in a double disqualification. Um, Chris and Pete, I'm going to sit here for a minute and say, as an Italian-American... How dare you besmirch the name of the great Bruno and whatever his name, San Martino. David. Whatever. You know, guys, I, 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 would, I don't appreciate the comments you've made about my fellow Italian-Americans, even though recently I figured out that I'm like 60% Irish. Um, <laughs> hey, Ben Abla. Or whatever. This, this was the match of the night. Oh, boy. Stop giving away your list. We're just recapping. This was not the match. This was not the, the match. Double DQ. Yeah, this match. I mean, double DQ on a pay-per-view just sucks. Yes. Yep. Uh, listen, up. I don't like Sam Martino's face, okay? He David annoyed- or Bruno? David. Bruno's fine. Uh, his son oh. had no business being on a WrestleMania, okay, first of all. He looked like he was just happy to be there. He was riding his dad's coattails. What a spoiled little fucking brat should not have been in his match pete please don't I, talk about yourself this is the like match that. that made me fall asleep <laughs> pete, please don't talk about yourself <laughs> maybe that's why i don't like him i see a lot of myself in him i can't believe this guy's me. managing this place are you kidding me <laughs> well i don't like him oh Match five was Junkyard Dog versus Greg the Hammer Valentine, managed by Jimmy Hart for the Intercontinental Championship. JYD wins by countout in 6.55. So this was very original booking on this one because the last match was also a DQ. Uh, I'm sorry, it was a double DQ. We went to a single DQ. We're getting slightly better on this. Um, this was in also, half the time. This was also the birth of, and I, I loved it because actually uh, I rewatched this this afternoon while I was at work. It was um, the Junkyard Dog was as excited to win as Lex Luger was years <laughs> later at SummerSlam <laughs> when he did win the title, but he won by countout. So I guess in wrestling, as long as you win the match, even if you don't win the title, you have to act happy. I you also get the winner's like, share of the purse. I also like that because I, I said I said I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure he didn't win the title because it was kind of vague, and they went to the arena shot and Gorilla Monsoon explained, and as we know. 
Uh, title cannot change hands during disqualification, so I liked that. But it was this was the birth of the uh, the excited that I didn't win the title, but I won the match. <laughs> That's a great point. I hated this Intercontinental title too. The stupid green strap and it was terrible. It's not the beer I have hanging in my in my uh, in the Palace of Virtue. Oh. Next up, we had the first title change in WrestleMania history. As the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov, managed by Freddie Blassie, defeated the U.S. Express, Mike IRS Rotunda, and Barry Windham, managed by Captain Lou Albano, six minutes and 55 seconds after a cane shot, C-A-N-E, not K-A-N-E, to win the gold. I like this. Dirty tactic by the heels. New champs. Wyndham went back to the NWA not too long after this. I got nothing against this match. Yep. I um I think that this is so unvince like, like it should have been reversed. They should have somehow gotten the titles on the uh, the bad guys, and uh, changed titles. And I will say, looking at the Sheik today, he looks the same uh, eight thousand years later. This man, <laughs> you shave a man and throw a mustache on him, and he'll look the same for life. <laughs> I, I I agree. Then so, we have so Chris, one of we're the gonna, special... Chris, we're coming to your house. Beautiful. <laughs> then we had a special attraction match, the body slam match for fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> Andre the Giant versus Big John Studd, managed by Bobby Heenan. The only way to win the match was to body slam your opponent. Andre wins via body slam in five fifty three. Bobby Heenan tries to run off with the cash. Andre takes it and throws it into the crowd. Apparently, he wasn't really supposed to do that, so Vince was pissed. Because <laughs> it was really 15 grand in the bag. Oh, oh wow. That's funny. Another, another Andre prank. I'll uh, show you. Show you, Vince. Everybody want blood. Look at him. He's, he's, got, he's, got his pre- he's doing his press. He's, he's very intent. He's, he's responding to his, uh, his beloved audience. Oh, there he is. <laughs> no, I'm listening. He, he didn't watch any of these matches. So I didn't watch any matches. So he's I'm, responding I got, to his adoring public. I love it. I got nothing to say. Oh, we're yeah. off, dude. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> Defeating Leilani Kai, managed by the fabulous Moolah. For the women's championship in six fourteen, eh, I didn't like this match. Oh man, this was kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, and then in the main event, time out. This is the prelude to the original screw job, depending on how you see it. And... That's true. Yeah. Uh... Not too long after this, the Spider Lady would defeat Wendy Richter at Madison Square Garden with a roll up and a fast count. There was a contract dispute with Wendy Richter, and then the Spider Lady was revealed to be the fabulous Mua. It's known as the original screw job. I like uh, what I liked about this match, the iconic uh, scene. It's not the match, it's the run out to the match with Cindy Lauper holding the uh, the towel, being like a, acting like a real. I like when celebrities can get into it, and she's like, all right, let's get out there and kick some ass. And her and her band runs out there with Wendy Richter. I think that was kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. This is when they actually use the celebrities for things other than winning championships and defeating Hall of Famers. Bad Bunny could take a few notes from Cindy Lauper, especially if he has uh, what's that pill she's on for uh, for, for rough skin. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh, girls just want to have fun, but not if they have eczema. Eczema, thank you. <laughs> and then in the main event of WrestleMania 1, Hulk Hogan T with Jimmy Snuka in their corner defeated Paul Orndorff and Roddy Piper with Cowboy Bob Orton Jr. in their corner. Pat Patterson and Muhammad Ali were the guest referees. Hogan and T win in 13 minutes and 34 seconds. Longest match of the night. And this, listen, this is what you do, show, right? This show should have been one match. This was. was the only match people gave a damn about. This is the only match that delivered. It's one of the very few main events in WrestleMania history that actually did what it was supposed to do. The crowd was eating it up. I can't believe it. And Paul Orndorff looked like a damn Greek god. Yeah, he did. He and I'll tell you, playing the bagpipes down you, the ring. When, yeah. when uh, Paul Orndorff took out of his robe, Liberace had a little bit of Liberace going on under his pants. Mm, he got a little, got a little liberated. He got a little liberated. Yeah. I'm telling you. I think he, he was. was I think By he had way, a chubberachi. If you didn't know on. that Liberace went swung one way or the other, you knew after he rang that little bell. <laughs> I think uh, he had a raquette in his pocket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Pete. I think you're right. This match did exactly what it was supposed to do. It uh, it was a great promotion for the A team. <laughs> yeah. Mister T did not know how to wrestle. It's fine. He All stuff. he did was crawl around the ring in a headlock. He did. He did. And he was. Good, uh... He admitted he was like, man, maybe I should have worked out harder for this because this is hard. <laughs> he he did well. They had videos of them working. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, he yeah. did do a great. Uh, it was like a fireman's carry Samoa drop type thing. That was cool. Yeah. It was Airplane. a little. A little early in the match. I'm surprised Piper went for it, but I tell you, Piper oh, and the best part was again. This is this is the issue with the the camera guys. Like they just did not know what the hell they were doing. They lose the match, okay, after a bunch of schmozzes, like an interference and all this stuff. And there's a huge crowd in the ring, and all you see is Pat Patterson just fall flat on his ass, like a shoe hit him in the head. I didn't realize Piper was actually the one that hit him until Ventura said it. You you don't even show that up close or replay that the guy hit the ref and it was pissed. Like, what are you doing? You should have shown that on replay like ten times. I think to to that point, I think like they shoved. Nineteen eighty five. Don't forget. Yeah, they they shoved everyone into this. Like they were on for two hours and sixteen minutes, but everyone they brought in for that day was literally packed into that. 15, 16 minutes, like everyone. Billy Martin, uh, Muhammad Ali. Like, you probably could have oh, used some Muhammad of these guys. Muhammad Ali? Oh, yeah. I didn't realize he was there. I'm so sorry. They showed him on camera and then they said, okay, he's going to be the referee of the match. And then you never saw his dumb ass again. <laughs> yes. oh, he's the, Pete, Pete, please. He was the outside referee. Oh, By the way, starts, oh my God, he storms right next to the bathroom. Uh, I'm taking a dump on the podcast, <laughs> right? Like, we can see his toilet. Oh, Ugh. Good. Oh, buddy, don't you, you know? The door oh, he tried to get a hold of me. By the him. way, Chris, I have a award for the most useless celebrity, which we'll talk to about later. Oh, oh, we're gonna get to the awards. Um, two it, it, statistics. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw these statistics at you every uh, every time we do one of these. Hall of Famers and the Deadpool. Oh boy. Twenty nine between celebrities, referees. Announcers, commentators, managers, wrestlers, essentially anyone seen on camera outside of security guards and fans, 29 people that appeared on camera at WrestleMania 1 
are in the WWE Hall of Fame in one form or another. And there's six in the Deadpool. That's only six? 26. Oh, okay, you're too cut off. I just Ah. heard. Can I ask you a a quick question? Of all the ones in the Hall of Fame, how many of them love their mama? (laughs) At least one, because Mr. T's in there. Is Mr. T still alive? Yeah. Yeah. He is? I think... I'm not shocked because I mean, 85 was us 37 years now. I mean, I'm not shocked. I mean, no one—that's a long time to go for some of these guys. Oh, uh, I heard a flush. Well, hold on, hold on. Wait, I got a, I got a serious question for Sherman. It comes back. <laughs> I, can I can't hear believe he just took the dump. Oh, no, Pete, Pete, we don't know that yet. I haven't asked my question. <laughs> Are you ready? Hold on. I don't take dumps that quick. I have to, I need at least 35 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I gotta open my phone, trade some stocks. Yeah. <laughs> Strum, Strum. Uh, the, the public's waiting to know. One or two? One or two? <laughs> oh, it was a one. That was the longest. That makes a lot more sense. Time out, time out. That was the longest fucking one yeah. I've ever seen. It was a little too long for a one, but too short for a two. <laughs> I, you know, it was, uh, it was building. And then wow. I washed. I don't know about you, but I washed my hands. I don't know if you heard about. Corona. We heard it all right. We were uh, we were kind of sat in the hand washing. Strem, all you missed while you were gone. My hands changed my life. <laughs> and twenty nine. The pandemic started. Strem, <laughs> <laughs> twenty nine people who appeared on camera during WrestleMania one are in the WWE Hall of Fame, and wow. twenty six people who appeared on camera are in what I call the Deadpool. Oh. And one person in that Hall of Fame loves his mama. Loves his mama. <laughs> I just want to say, I love my mama. <laughs> I love that. I just want to say, that's this probably, is this time for any the, whips. That's probably the greatest celebrity induction of all time. Someone who, like, like you would have thought this wasn't him being inducted to the Hall of Fame. You would have thought it was a tribute to his dead mother. He yeah. He won and the I Oscar. love my mama. He thought he won the Oscar. Yes, you he know won what? the Oscar. I, the 18 movie. I, I gotta say, I disagree. The best celebrity Hall of Fame is the first one because it was a middle finger to the corrupt Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, yeah, all time hit king in the Hall of Fame because he bet on some games. Can I tell you something? Pete Rose, Pete Rose is lame. Oh my god, why a little bitch? If he was, if he was so good at gambling, we wouldn't have to hear from him. He wouldn't carry have all his money. Yep, oh, there he is. He got right. caught. That's the problem. Oh, great background, Pete. Great, great <laughs> background. Wow. Sound of sirens. All right. It's almost time for... <laughs> oh, he left. He left. <laughs> Bye. Bye. No. Hey. It's almost time for the awards, but before that, it's time for a very special edition of Hell in a Sail. Hell in a Sail. Well, I wouldn't disappoint, right? It's a WrestleMania 1 theme, so I went right to eBay where you can get very specific... And I looked for items that were directly from 1985. I'm talking authentic WrestleMania 1 memorabilia. Great sports almanac. Yes. And I'll give you one hint. I'm going to go in order from lowest price item to highest price item. Okay. And right now, on eBay, there is a mint 1985 men's medium shirt it looks like it was never worn from the original wrestlemania it's a great logo because it just has wrestlemania it doesn't have a number or anything on it what 
is this person asking for? Buy it now on eBay. 1985 men's medium. Question. Is John it a, Tremblay. Is it a reprint or an original? It is an original. Okay. I'm going to say it's a T-shirt. You wear it. $50. It's mint, though. It's mint. It's, it's oh, mint. Oh, 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 sorry. Hold on. Hold on. I, I changed my price. Uh, 51 It's mint from 30 years ago. Years ago. Yeah. I 35. My, Strem, 37. I say, that about my, I say that about myself, Strem. I'm mint from 37 years ago. Never been used. $51. Peter Carapazes. I go $125, Strem. $125. It ain't wrong. It ain't wrong. Chris Parcella. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna go somewhere in the middle and split the difference. I'm gonna say seventy-five dollars. Seventy-five dollars. It 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 wrong. It it wrong. Your actual asking price is one hundred sixty dollars. Pete Carapazzas. Yeah, baby. That's won the first he cheated, round. He cheated. He cheated. I'm telling <laughs> you, you'd be surprised. Vintage wrestling T-shirts that are from that yeah. era that are uh, authentic. Go for a couple hundred bucks. Can I tell you why the price is so high? You can frame something like that and do it as like a like a a hanging on your wall. That's why it would be big bucks. No, 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 no. You know why, Pete? You know why those are worth a lot of money? Because there's one overpaid nerd out there who I'm (laughs) looking at right now on the screen who would pay an arm and a fucking leg. Steve O'Day out of this. Uh, (laughs) Listen, listen, if the stock market wasn't down so bad today, I probably would have bought this. That's how nice this shirt is. Look, over the last week, I, I'm out of the contention for my Iron Maiden pinball machine. We gotta come uh, back. You're going to be sharing this on the uh, Facebook page, correct? I love seeing the, the items we talk about. Yes, oh. I will post the pictures of it. I didn't send it just because... Um, Cheaters. It, well, it was eBay, and it was harder to, harder to do. Oh, yeah. It's, re- it's real hard to take a screenshot of yourself <laughs> and send it to people. <laughs> Pete, Pete, Pete doesn't do it every day to promote his album. <laughs> and... Maybe Pete's on the Facebook page. Hopefully. I mean, <laughs> these are very easy items to picture. In Maybe we'd have 2,001 it's, views. It's, <laughs> not like it's not like a, a hack-off item of a Hulk Hogan statue that doesn't even look like Hulk Hogan. That, that looks perfect. Being Just sold like in Hulk Bridgewater Hogan. or wherever the hell it was. You've never seen Hulk Hogan off the juice. You don't know. <laughs> I'm still waiting. I thought because I won that Hell in a Sale that, in a sale that you were going to send me the Stone Cold condom. I'm um, still waiting for that in the mail. Yeah, well, you better keep waiting. I will. So, item number two. Deuce. This is an official program from WrestleMania 1, from the event itself, graded 8.5 by the CGC, whatever the hell that is. This is in a plastic case. Like, you would have to get a, a AR to break through this case. What an AR what? Augmented <laughs> reality. <laughs> You'd have to get an Oculus Rift to break through this. Yes, that's an O. Oh, sorry. But anyway, what are they asking for the official 8.5 graded program in the hard case? Pete Carapazes. Um, I'm gonna say five hundred dollars. Chris Parcella. It hit wrong. It hit wrong. <laughs> Three seventy-five. You you know nothing. Three seventy-five. Don <laughs> Tremblay. Now, can I ask a question about the product? Sure. How thick is the glass? Uh, because guys, like, glass you know, costs a lot of money. Like we have a it's whole. It's like a hard plastic. It's, it's a hard. What, it's, it's like graded comic books are displayed in. Can you right. hold it up? Can you hold it up? 
Oh, you don't have it. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say uh, it's a program. Okay, but hold on, hold on. Realistic. Remember, these people are asking buy it now. This is right. locked. This is locked in plastic, right? You can't open yeah. it. You what, can, what? but you. Yeah, you can, but you don't. Okay. It'd be That's silly a... to. No, t- how? Uh, maybe I'm misreading. I don't know. Uh, I'll give you two bucks for it. <laughs> Now, I already gave you a hint, by the way. Remember. Yeah. The lowest priced item was 160 All right. I'm going to give you one last chance to change your estimate. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, 165 Okay. No, Thank you. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you 350 Okay. P. wins. It was $599.99. Wow. I'm on a roll tonight. Oh, he has Pete, already Pete, wait. won it. Pete, there's no point in winning this. He never sends the product. If you like winners, you should listen to Sound the Sirens on Apple, iTunes, Apple Music, uh, Spotify, Amazon, and Bandcamp. If you also Flurp, like Flurp if, HD, Squash, Squizzle. If you, also like, if you also like losers, you should also listen. <laughs> we don't discriminate. We don't discriminate. <laughs> That's right. Your last item on Hell in a Sale. Woo! Is an official, licensed, original WrestleMania One poster oh. signed by Hulk Hogan with oh. certificate of authenticity. This is 35 and a half inches by 23 and a half inches. Hulk Hogan signed it and wrote, of course, Hulk Hogan. He wrote Hall of Fame 05. He wrote WrestleMania One Madison Square Garden. He wrote 12 time ch- champ, brother. He this is wrote, a. He also wrote, your daughter shouldn't be dating. <laughs> <laughs> comes with the coas I love it's an original full-size poster signed by the hoaxer himself what is it worth chris parcella i'll start with you what are they asking for i should say on yeah. ebay buy it now it doesn't matter what's worth some assholes listing it for this two thousand dollars two thousand five hundred dollars oh that's like a that's like a used car all right. You can't drive the poster. $2,500. John Tremblay. Oh, I'm next. It's like a thermostat. Uh, um, I'm going to say, Chris said $2,000. I'm going you know, to say uh, $1,500. $1,500. $1,500. Pete Carapazis. Well, this is funny because oh, I do like to buy posters on eBay quite a bit. Oh um, and usually posters go for a little money, but when you said it was signed um, and there's a certificate of authenticity, that changes things quite a bit, Strem. I was yeah. actually going to guess what John said, but now I can't. So I'm <laughs> going to say $1,600. Uh, you dickhead. I mean, Ev, great, great guess, great guess. I can't believe this guy buys junk online. Or fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was trying to find... The price so, is I'm right. Trying to find the item. <laughs> sound for when they get the price Over. exactly right. Yes. Jonathan Tremblay, fifteen hundred dollars wow. on the nose. Wow, I was gonna guess that. Amazing. Wow. I believe it when he said it. Especially after his first two shitty bids, he hits it dead <laughs> on. Yeah. But your winner. When did I win? When's it arriving? <laughs> you win an attaboy you win a Barry Horowitz I waited three months for a pizza oven baby I can wait for anything 
<laughs> I want a pizza from that oven someday. That looks oh, good. Baby. It's, it's, it's so it's so fun to make too. Oh my god, the thing cooks them like that. Oh baby. No waiting. All right, so I won. You won. Congratulations, John. All right, now it's now it's time for the awards. First up, best match of WrestleMania one. I think this one might be unanimous. I'm going with Hogan and Mr. T versus Piper and Orndorff. Totally, I totally agree yeah. that it's definitely Hands Wendy. It's, it's definitely Wendy Richt. <laughs> no, I am not going with that match. Oh, you're not no. going with Hogan? I mean. There's reasons we'll get into, but I, it was a good match. The, the, Hulk, Hogan's a, Hulk Hogan's a racist. No, yeah, I'm very offended. <laughs> and uh, I actually went with um, Andre and Big John Stud. Wow. I, I you know what? I that's my number two. Obviously, it's a fun, it's a fun thing, you know. But it's like, uh, you know, we're all we're, we all showed up for uh, Mr. T and Hogan. So sorry. I, I, I'll I'll say my reasons for not making this my. Number one. I mean, clearly, you know, by any, uh, <laughs> I mean, the, Mr. T got different reviews, right? Some said he was fine. Some said he was terrible. But people forget how big Big John Studd was. <laughs> you know, he was almost face-to-face with Andre, and the gimmick of the match was great. And it was, I mean, Studd could have legit slammed Andre, and it's this is more of a tip of the cap to Andre. I love Andre the Giant. He was my number one back in the old show, uh, foreign-born wrestlers. He, uh, you know, this was even at the sort of the beginning of the end for him. But it was great. The crowd went nuts. They threw the money into the crowd. Fantastic. He handed out a bunch of money. Huh? Who could hate that? Right. Exactly. Three other people in this podcast. Um <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I can see her. That's I kind of went back and forth with that. I mean, obviously, I made my decision in three minutes, but for like a minute fifty, I was on Andre <laughs> Big John Stud. It's 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 different. It's like, but it's uh, the the money was funny. And, I mean, Andre's a good dude. So and Bobby, yeah, and Bobby Heenan. And was Bobby, there. of course, of course. And Bobby Bo- Heenan. It's weird. It's weird not seeing Bobby Heenan with Andre though, to me. Yeah, yeah. first two WrestleManias in a row. No, no Bobby Heenan. Yeah. It's weird. And, and uh, it's funny that, you know, four years later, WrestleMania five, they had flipped, right? Stud was the face and, and Andre was the heel with right. Bobby. And that I think that's another reason why I love it so much, because I love WrestleMania five. Um, but, you know, when you talk about the big men in WWE history, you think about Big Show and you think about, um, you know, Undertaker and Kane. You think about Andre, but nobody... Big John Studd probably isn't in that top five or maybe even top ten, but he was a beast. I mean, that guy was freaking huge. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, you're not wrong. I mean, he was in the top five that Pete knocked him out with the big show. So. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I, I. Well, to to another point you made is that you know the Mr. T mixed reviews. Strem, you know what? He was good enough to show up at WrestleMania too. Spoiler alert. But. Uh, ah. Well, you know what's funny? They hint at it. At the end of the show, when they have the interview with Mean Gene, Hogan says, uh, Mr. T and Jimmy Snuka, Snuka the, mur- the murderer of Jimmy Snuka, uh, they're not going that. anywhere anytime soon. And it's like, wow, they knew a year ahead. Well, that's that, when they used to plan a year out. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Worst match of the night. I had King Kong Bundy versus SD Jones in 25 seconds. No way. How could that be the Wait. worst match? It was it was too short to even be a good or bad match. It's that stupid San Martino fucking kid. He's an idiot. <laughs> I um Chris, I originally had the King Kong Bundy match. Um, but then I switched as soon as I rewatched the Junkyard Dog match, I completely went with oh, who the who is- the who the fuck would be that happy hmm. to not win the yeah. title but win the match? Donovan like, McNabb would be. Yeah. Um that match is the one that made me fall asleep, so I'm changing my pick to that one too. <laughs> uh, I also had King Kong Bundy and SD Jones. Listen, I get like a short match, like a gimmick thing, like when Sheamus knocked out Daniel Bryan, that was kind of funny. No, oh, this was, was, was this bullshit. was this was purely a squash. They're and it belonged someone's career going down the shitter before your eyes funny to you? Huh? Yeah. Daniel Bryan oh, yeah. should feed his kids. Yeah, Daniel Bryan really suffered after that. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, he, ma- he married a supermodel, had two kids, one yes, five world yes, title. Yes, not, not I, I wouldn't call that flat-chested yeah. surfboard a, a supermodel. Hey, whoa, flat. whoa, 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 I would, whoa. No, 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 I wouldn't call her a supermodel because she's, she's barely a model. She was a model for WWE, for Christ's sake. Yeah, she's not a model, okay? Oh, yeah. Okay, she's, like she's a Kardashian wannabe. Let's just call her what she is. We can we know. can save the which Bella is better debate for another Neither. day. Neither. So, here's a spoiler: the mom's the best one. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, here's the spoiler: Johnny Ace is the best looking Bella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, I think, I think I think the brothers better looking than all of them. <laughs> We're way off topic, but yeah. uh, um, what I'm saying is squash matches belong on superstars on saturday morning they don't belong in wrestlemania Amen. end of story Amen. Right. But I, most i, I didn't sorry. include it because i didn't think it was a fucking match <laughs> that's the point that's yeah, how bad it was i thought it was a promo for how fat king kong bundy was <laughs> right, look Bruce, at this man your most useless celebrity of the night pete this one was your idea muhammad ali what a waste he was useless he goes in the ring you could tell he was scared he was horrified to be there a little confused too i think that's when things started to go a little crazy for him um he oh yeah he's gonna be the outside referee they knew he was useless when they had him show up they were like yeah you know what muhammad uh maybe you should just be the outside referee yeah that's what we need you to do meanwhile there was nothing happening outside the ring because there were too many commentators and photographers crowding the ring for there to be any action outside the ring. He just stood there and looked pretty. What a useless person to pay to show up. Liberace did more than Muhammad Ali with his little bell. Yeah. Um, At least Liberace put a smile on his face and right. did some high kicks. Yeah. So, <laughs> Muhammad Ali, by the way, is not even the worst outside referee in WrestleMania history. That's right. That was also a professional boxer. Let's not forget about Mike Fast Count Tyson. No, I disagree with that because Mike Tyson was part of the build for the main event. He also. I'm just. I'm just just going on the how Michael saying Michael's got screwed. I'm being. I'm being. I'm I'm working again. Sorry. I took the bait. I took the Pete, page. when you when you texted this at 6:49 when you just started watching the match, um, yeah. So and we filmed at seven. Um, <laughs> I originally thought you would agree with me and say that, you know, uh, Muhammad Ali. I give him a pass because I think that's when he when he first started having his uh, his issues with um, Parkinson's disease. Uh, when he started foxing. 
Let me start. Let me start. Uh, so my least, my, my, my most useless celebrity is Billy Martin <laughs> because <laughs> he's standing in he's the ring. He's standing in the ring. He's not even holding the mic. And he has he's reading off the thing and the Fink is like the Fink is like whispering in his ear what he's supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Martin got uh, you know Like way to prepare, buddy. Way to I prepare. don't blame Steinbrenner for firing him three times for crying out loud. Oh my this god. This guy he, I don't know if he was uh, I don't know if this was a sober Billy Martin or what, but I, I just think to stand there in the ring next like if we had a special guest announcer these days, right? They'd be in the ring alone holding the mic by themselves. Yeah. But to have the greatest wrestling announcer of all time holding the Madison Square mic, which I loved, by the way, and you're just repeating into it what he's whispering in your ear, I think that's more useless than Mulhamma. I'm pretty sure it wasn't me and Gene. It was the Fink whispering to Sorry, him. Sorry, it was, it, was, it was the Fink. Yeah. It was the Fink. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, he was pretty bad. He'd be a runner-up. But Mike, uh, Muhammad Ali just just so baffling. Why he, Why was he even there? Like, so Liberace, Liberace was the most useless celebrity on WrestleMania. You're Billy right. Martin oh, had a role. Liberace. He was bad at it, but he had a role. Liberace rang the bell. Yeah. Muhammad hey. Ali was bad hey, at it. Flap. I'm going to flap you. I'm going to flap you. Muhammad <laughs> Ali was boxing his way around the ring, but he had a role. Cindy Lauper had a role. Liberace danced with 12 people he would never even look at and then hit a bell with a hammer. Why would he? Why hey, would you know he, what? Here's the thing about Liberace. I haven't. He had the biggest smile on. It. He had a blast, and you know yeah. what? Yep. And, and you know he what? He had a gay old time. He did, and and actually that makes a difference, right? If you think, think about that's how it's called the time in his book. <laughs> the time. He had a time. He had a time. So think about what a bitch Pamela Anderson was. Oh yes. my God, what a and, bitch! And like you could see it on her face. She didn't want to be there, and she was like, like just being terrible yeah. and it that really detracts from it and liberace it was a big name and he was up yeah. there having the time of his blast. fucking life he had a blast that's it. all you want you want people to just buy in and enjoy it and you not know, be curmudgeons appreciate who, who would show up in the later wrestlemanias was uh what's his name the guy that was the commentator in major league we'll yeah. get there we'll get there Hey, yeah, that's only yeah. that's a couple weeks he, away. We're gonna he, talk about some. That guy days. got it. That guy Bob got Uker. it. Bob Uecker. Bob Uecker. And I'm yeah. I'm looking at I'm looking at my top contender. I've got WrestleMania two on in the background. I'm doing research for the next one of these wow. that we do. Wow, Chris is Where is ahead of us. We should be a little risque and uh, do an episode next week. Let's call it right now. Let's do another episode next week. So are we gonna do a, a Rushmore next week or another WrestleMania review? Uh, whatever you guys want. I don't care. Well, let's let's be honest. In three weeks, we'll do a Rushmore. <laughs> I'd like to get. I would really like to get on an every two weeks schedule. So if anybody actually listens to the show, we have like a schedule. Yeah. If we can carve out every well, other Thursday. I think record. sometimes we should do multiple episodes in a couple of days span and then have them in the can so you can yeah. commit to a schedule. We don't talk that. Time. We don't talk that much current stuff. So I wouldn't even be opposed to that. You know, we, we, we can honestly we can probably film two at once. Yep. Yeah. I'm looking at. I gotta talk and see you guys, the better I am with my life. Uh, he, he's <laughs> wearing a peach tuxedo and he's gonna go WrestleMania forever. 
Ozzy's part of WrestleMania 2, and it's and yes. I've never watched WrestleMania 2 either. Let's hope I can stay up. Oh, wow. WrestleMania 2 makes WrestleMania 1 look like watching Schindler's List after watching The Dark Knight. Oh, boy. After, yeah. after being in a concentration camp. <laughs> WrestleMania 2. WrestleMania 2 should have won an Oscar compared to WrestleMania 1. It's great. Really? So I've yeah. always heard WrestleMania 2 sucks. I thought that. Beverly Brothers. Back in the day, but as time goes on, you got the Bulldogs against Greg Valentine and Brutus. There's a boxing match. There's a battle royal with football players. Uh, yeah. There's a cage match. I think the presentation's a little bit better, too. There's like a, there's like a host of the show. It flows a little. I mean, despite it being in three different time zones, three different arenas, I feel like it's it's got a better flow to it. But. You've got Elvira. You've got the Where's the Beef Lady. Ray Charles. WrestleMania 2 steps up the game. Yeah. But we're not there yet. Best celebrity of the night. Who? It's Mr. T. I mean. Yeah, it's Mr. T. He it, actually it, worked the match. I it's Mr. I T. No, no, it's not. I didn't count, Mr. Actually, I might change my vote to Liberace. Actually, mine legit, it's not a work, it's Liberace for me. Mine was was Liberace because when they used to play, like, the WrestleMania, like, the the montage before everything, the iconic WrestleMania moment. He's still in the then now forever today. Yes, he's doing the Rockettes. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing the dance. I, I put Liberace because just watching him, I go, eh, look, Mr. T, I count him as a performer. I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't count him as a celebrity because, you know, he, he, he came back from WrestleMania too. I think um, Billy Martin sucked. Muhammad Ali, you know, he had his, he had his problems. Cindy Lauper, you know, she had her iconic role, but I think Liberace lived it up. Yep. And that's what, you know, if this was uh, uh, that Royal Rumble that Drew Carey was in, I would have picked Drew Carey. He was just living it up. Mm-hmm. Fair point. So I have Fair point. I have no problem with Cindy Lauper or Liberace. Uh, I, th- I I thought they were both great, but Mr. T truly, I think he was like, uh, I don't want to say honored by being in a part of WWE, but he like his seriously, fa- yeah, yeah, his Hall of Fame speech, like that was his chance to tell the world how much he loved his family and mother, and like it was that like that resonated with me. He loved professional wrestling, and he was great. I mean, he wasn't in like you said, he wasn't in perfect shape for it. He was kind of small, uh, but he. I think he looked fantastic. He was in great shape. Guys, yeah, I mean, guys, he was the driver on the A team. He didn't have to be in shape. I thought he looked great. He was yeah, the he driver. Look... He was the driver. He didn't have to be in shape. <laughs> but there's a whole different level of uh, cardio when you when you start bumping and, and running well, to the he, ropes. He definitely was blown up. He couldn't breathe. He lost gas. Here's the thing. That's why I think uh, I think it was Piper had him in that headlock for like eight minutes because he he was trying to help T out and like calm him down and calm the nerves. Take some take some breaths. Yeah. Um, Here's my gripe with this whole show though. Here's why WrestleMania one to me besides the main event is a failure. Should I wait before I say this? Well, I mean, there's one thing you can change. That's the yeah, last. Got, oh, all we right, all right, we'll wait. I'll we got two I'll categories wait. left, and then we'll hit final thoughts. I'll see. I'll Who is stop, your MVP? on the format. Who is your MVP of WrestleMania one? Are you right. ready for mine? It's a dark horse, and you won't expect it. Mean Gene for pinch hitting the national anthem. Oh, that's a good pick. <laughs> I think if you read about it, there was supposed to be someone else. They backed out last minute. And out comes uh, Chuck Trumbly with his cue cards. <laughs> yeah, well, God, God bless a man who doesn't know the national anthem off the top of his head at this point. I, I do. He's sort of like that. Uh, 
that old Dane Cook joke, like the one guy at Walgreens that does everything, and he's like making shoes in the basement and all that stuff. He was doing a, he was doing it all, so I appreciate that. But there can be only one every free. <laughs> doing <a> terrible. Book. <laughs> You know who it is, McMahon. Are you talking McMahon. about me, Justin? <laughs> I'm talking you know about you, funny about Jesse. WrestleMania 1? We painted the whole arena in thermite paint. Well, for me, I agree wholeheartedly, but I also have to add Gorilla Monsoon as well. The whole well, be, well be careful, don't quit your daytime job. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing better than the 80s and 90s commentating in WWF history. You had Gorilla, you had Jesse, you had Vince, you had Bobby the Brain, you had, I'll even throw JR in there. Um, King, obviously, in the Attitude Era, but that's later that I'm talking about. The commentary makes you happy. Like, it, when I watch old wrestling, it's not even the wrestling or the wrestlers. I see it's the promos and the commentators that yeah. make reminisce fondly of the product and it's just the commentators yes. had a good sense of humor about them i yeah. don't think i think especially jesse did, didn't take it completely seriously all the time and i think that kind of led to it that comedy made i forget what it was about king kong bundy's neck it could, su- <laughs> it could support a freeway look at that thing <laughs> <laughs> oh. yes you know, pete you just you just uh not pete excuse me john you just inspired me adding an award line of the night line of the night yeah, yeah. Uh, my line of the night is, look at Paul Orndorff. He looks like a great god. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you my line of the night now for WrestleMania 5 in case I don't live to it? Yeah. Uh. She better not quit her daytime job, McMahon. <laughs> she better IMDb, stick to wrestling. IMVP is the reason that. anyone cared about the main event. He carried Mr. T through the WrestleMania 1 main event. The whole purpose for buying the pay-per-view. Oh, don't you know, fellas? Yeah. It's WrestleMania 1. That was CM Punk Rod. of their generation. Roddy Piper is a legend. Yeah, he he's my MVP of the night. Um, and he also, uh, in the future when we talk about it, he also saved Bret Hart's ass uh, in WrestleMania. So. Right. Yeah. You get to make one change to one match, and it can't be do 11 different matches or only do one match. One serious change to the card that you think would have made WrestleMania one better. If you want to switch out a wrestler, change an outcome, you've got carte blanche, one match, one change, what would you have done? Pete. Um, so the one thing that I feel like that made WrestleMania one a failure, in my opinion, was you didn't have your prestigious world title on the line. Um, I think they should have shoehorned a stipulation where if Piper and Orndorff won, whoever pinned Hogan gets the title, or something along those lines. The, the belt could have still been on the line in a tag match. They could have figured something out. And I, I think it's a shame that they weren't like pushing that title in that show. So that's that's my one change too. Um, maybe Mr. T... Yes, it is. <laughs> that's, that's it. Uh, no, I think maybe... Hey, look... Let's do Piper Hogan with Mr. T in his corner. Why does Mr. T have to wrestle yeah. at all? Although I think Orndorff is a huge part of why that match was great. I think Orndorff was amazing in that match. So I can't choose between Orndorff and Piper, but I guess Piper's the guy. Uh, Pi- Piper was, yeah, you know, they're walking down, they're playing Piper's music. He was getting the booze. He's the one. He's the one. I think Piper Hogan would have been an epic WrestleMania one. Um, 
It, yeah, it, like you so said, you could just have T in his corner. Yeah, Mr. T didn't have to fight. It's uh, I get it, but I mean, I mean, he could have had a, something on the outside during the match, you know, just a quick one-off. Well, you could well, have had T in the corner and then set up a fight for the next WrestleMania at the end of that match, right? You could have had Orndorff and him or Piper and him get into a yeah. schmoz, and that sets up the following <laughs> year's WrestleMania where schmoz. they, you but know, they. You're you're completely right. It's like who? What other WrestleMania doesn't have the title on the line? Yeah. It's it's my change too. I'm like you get it. It simply put, you have to have a title match. Yeah. And you could have easily split the tag team up and have Mr. T take on Orndorff or Piper, or have another tag match. You could have Hogan in the corner halfway through the card with, uh, you know, Mr. T and whoever. Tito Santana versus... You could have still had... Snuka. You could have still had uh, T and Orndorff wrestle each other the, the match before. Right. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, you have to have the title on the line. I don't care who it is. Just just make it happen. This is WrestleMania. So, my mine is similar with the caveat. On February 15th, 1985, a mere six weeks before WrestleMania won... On MTV, they have a live primetime special called The War to Settle the Score, and Hogan defended the title against Piper with Cindy Lauper and Mr. T and Paul Orndorff and Bob Orton and Snuka all in their respective corners. <laughs> Piper Piper takes the title at The War to Settle the Score, yep. and then at WrestleMania, your crowning moment, your closing moment, is Hulk Hogan regaining the championship from Piper at WrestleMania 1. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's awesome. Uh, we can't say they didn't learn their lesson, though. I mean, obviously, yeah. every year after that, what did you have? A title match. So I think they realized they fucked up. Yeah, yeah and like we said um, moons ago on this show, like the first episode of Seinfeld was just okay. Like, you really have to find your way and weed through it. Even WrestleMania 2, they tried to, like, boil the ocean, right? They tried to do too much and split up the commentators and boil the ocean. <laughs> they, they, really, like, they, they got they got too big. And God. then they found their groove at WrestleMania 3, which has basically gone until now. You know, one big stadium, one big show. And, you know, they there's going to be some kinks in it. Two nights. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, it's different now, right? You can't do that now. Uh, so... Um, yeah, I think that they, all things considered, they, they put on a pretty good show, but you got to have the title match. You can't have disqualifications on pay-per-views and crap like that. They've, they've since learned their lesson for the most part. I don't care if there's a disqualification for a mid-card match. I don't give a shit about That's fine. Yeah. Don't just don't do it on your main title matches or your main events. Yep. Yeah. So I like this. Uh, I like this experiment. I think this is a good, you know, maybe every other episode we do one of these until we get sick of the WrestleManias, <coughs> John Cena, um, and you know, just go with these for a while in between Rushmore episodes. Um, so, so we still we still do want to have on Massachusetts own local boy done right. Mr. Calvin Stewart. Mr. Yeah. Four matches, Mr. Four matches a night. <laughs> <laughs> this man is the hardest working man in showbiz. And uh Hey, he he's a he's a Mac Valley kid done right. He's Absolutely. he's wrestling on AEW Dark, you know, 
regardless of how many people watch it or not, he's there. He's on dark. He so he made it. And yep. back to and just to bring it all back, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. We, you know, some of the the closest people you have in your life are the the, the people that are like, what are you doing? Why would you do this? Like you're ah. the loudest detractors. And it's funny because you know we had started the podcast. Oh, Chris started the podcast. He asked me to join. And uh, Calvin's dad or Cameron's dad, Tom, actually asked me about the podcast in line at my uh, my grandmother's wake. Now, I'm like, I can't even get like some of my friends and family to listen to the podcast. And this guy's asking me about the podcast in my grandmother's wake. And he's been a, a supporter and a listener and a fan. And he's been telling me about Calvin slash Cameron since since that day. I didn't know so, he listened. That's awesome. Yeah. I just thought he met you and was like, hey, my son's a wrestler. I didn't know he listened to the show. Jeez. That's pretty cool. Jeez, I didn't know he accosted you at your grandmother's. He didn't accost <laughs> me. Sorry. He was, he was just saying, Tom, uh, if you're listening, you know, a little less on the wrestling at the at the wakes, a little more with the, you know. The uh, I mean, that, question, though, does he show up at Adam Meixler's surprise birthday party, uh, Randy? <laughs> <laughs> he, he was the first down the mountain. <laughs> yeah, did he, did he find out there was a free ski weekend at someone's house in New Hampshire and then shoehorn himself in there? You know, I don't want to say who we're talking about, so I'm just going to put my hood on and not say anything. <laughs> Tom, Tom, did you, uh, if you could reach out to me directly, just let me know who your favorite uh, member of the podcast is. I'd, I'd like to know. And no matter who you tell me, I'm going to say it's me. So, I'm going to feel bad it's me. And then I'll be really nice. I, I hear he was the ninth and tenth person to buy Sound of Sirens. Yes. He accidentally hit purchase twice. <laughs> <laughs> no, and all joking aside, listen, this is a huge get. This kid is obviously following his dream. And like, right. you, said, like you said, Justin, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes people like to kick you or not even like acknowledge that you're doing something that's a little out of the comfort zone that anyone would do, out of the norm. Why are you yep. doing that? You can't do it. What is he doing? But you know what? Yep. This kid's following his dream. He seems like a good kid. He was on Dynamite on national television briefly the other night. Um, that would be pretty cool to have a real professional sports entertainer wrestler on this podcast. That's a pretty yes. deep get. You know what? This kid is a gateway yeah. to us getting Ryan Nemeth on the show. I'm all for it. <laughs> I Ryan want, Nemeth. I want... Negative one and Johnny Hungy on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I see a Skype. I see a Skype with three screens. I'm going for the full dark order. I want yeah. ten screens open. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, now's the time to get him because it's still it's still going like this. This is before he you won know. the championship. Yep. <laughs> exactly. No, that's it's pretty cool. And uh, all jokes aside, this kid this kid's got a future ahead of him. The fact that he's in the newest, hottest wrestling organization and keeps getting called. Now, has he signed a contract or is he just like a week-to-week -week thing? Uh, so, I'm not sure about that. That's personal. That's right. <laughs> no, I mean, if he's only a week-to-week, -week, that's pretty impressive, actually, that he's like getting called back every week. That's what I'm saying. Look, we got to get this kid before Matt Hardy signs him to his weird uh, <laughs> weird managerial deal next year. We're going to talk to Matt Hardy to get to him, all right? So, so we keep saying Calvin slash um, Cameron yeah. for the people out there. We haven't said his full uh, his working name. So yes, it is Calvin Stewart. If you want to look him up as a wrestler, 
Um, or you can, uh, if you go on our Facebook page, I think he follows the the ten. Uh, excuse me, the Rushmore Wrestling Facebook page. Um, Calvin Stewart. Um, if you want to find him on my Facebook page, he's under Cameron Stewart. He's a uh, up and comer. And you know what? His dad made a good point. He was messaging me. He said he's by far the youngest guy on the roster right now for AEW. Wow. Uh, so, so you know, maybe besides uh, Marco and, and Jungle Jack Perry, you know, they see something in him. They're bringing him back around, which is, you know. That's good. No, that's yeah, all kidding aside, you know, the four of us like to blow up bridges before we cross them. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it good on him, you know, not a, a local boy doing well. Um, yeah. I always like to hear it. Even if he's from Wilmington, I like to hear about it. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. More power. Look, more power to him, but, I mean, I mean was he, like, 2021? 20, uh, my biggest fear is that, you know, us, we're all pushing 40. Can we, can we just relate to this guy? <laughs> he is. Has he, he is. <laughs> has he ever purchased a guitar in the Burger King parking lot near Cumberland Farms? <laughs> hey, that, that, takes, uh, that takes a lot of effort, guys. you gotta, you got to be swift. He grew up in Wilmington? No, so his dad did, but then they moved to Georgetown. So. Oh. Awesome. Okay. In North Shore, boys. So he's never lived in a bad town. <laughs> uh, All right. So next time, I think, you know, we've kind of bounced back and forth. I'll make the executive decision next time. We'll, um, well, hold we'll, on. We'll, are we going to have Calvin on next time or is there a slot penciled we'll, in for him or we'll see if he keeps getting booked in AEW. It, it's going to be a little tougher because he actually was originally, we were going to talk to him tonight. Because he said Thursday night at 9 p.m. Uh, but, but now he's uh, unavoidably detained, as uh, as Bill Murray would say in Caddyshack. So, um, you know, TV even TV. if we could, even if like you and Chris could only interview him like a night and then just add it to the show one week, that might be worth it too, you know? Yeah, I don't want to torment him and make him stick around for two. No, hours. We're working around his <laughs> schedule, obviously. Right. You know. Oh, you don't you don't think I want, you don't think I want to talk to him? John, uh, I don't know if we, don't know if we want you to talk to him. Uh, I won't show him your text messages. <laughs> so I'd say, you know, coming uh, our next episode, it may be a two a two piece episode, the interview with Calvin Stewart, and um, the topic we discussed for before we came up with this idea: top four shoot brother tag teams in wrestling history. Hopefully we'll bring that to you in two weeks, and then following that we'll uh, we'll bring you WrestleMania two, the awards, the good, the bad, the ugly, the Lord Alfred Hayes, um, <laughs> Elvira. I'm looking at Elvira, Jesse Ventura, and Lord Alfred Hayes, and Hercules wearing a gladiator outfit. Yes. WrestleMania two is a trip and a half. Is yes. Mary, is Mary Hart there too? Mary Hart's WrestleMania three. Oh, I know that off the top of my head, which is scary. <laughs> Mary Hart, I tell you, she was a looker. <laughs> On that note, I think it's time to cue the Beverly Hills. Thank you, Sammy. I said the Beverly